Apple presents Meet the Filmmaker at the Apple Store. Please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Larry Flick. I'm Larry Flick from Sirius XM Radio. Thanks for coming out. Uh, you're in for such a treat. I've just gotten to spend a little bit of time with Helen Hunt, who has the most amazing new movie that opens tomorrow. It's also available video on demand. It's called Ride. It's her second endeavor as a director, but she's also written it, produced it, and she's the star of the movie. This is a passion project, a labor of love, and it fits so perfectly in a career that ha is really decorated with an Oscar, four Emmys, Golden Globes, you name it. But we're gonna talk about Ride first, and we wanna start by showing you a little bit of what the movie looks like, so have a, have a peek. Don't worry, it's only June. It'll air out over the summer. What? You'll have all summer to get used to the idea. Your dad's picking you up at the airport. It'll be fun. Maybe I won't do anything at all except stare into space, relax, and breathe. Jesus. He's gonna kill me for starting to decorate, but I also know if the room looks nice, he's more likely he to... He dropped out. Miss Dunning. Follow him, follow him, follow him. Get closer, get closer. Oh. Are you kidding me? What are you doing here? I'm living my life. This is interesting to me, and you could never do it. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I think you should get an instructor. I live in the most challenging city in the country. I can navigate a few small waves in sunny Santa Monica. That goes on your leg. Why are you still in your least favorite city in the world? I'm working on something. On what? Something. slightly harder time adjusting to the idea. You were once a 20-year-old male person. What did you want from your mother? For her to want nothing from me and to live her life. Please welcome Academy Award winner, Helen Hunt. Thank you. Have a seat. I just watched the movie a couple of hours ago. Oh. And I love it. Thank you. I love it. Actually, I watched it twice. I watched it Sunday, and then I watched it again this afternoon to refresh. Thank you. And I'm a little in love with Jackie. <laughs> I'm a Somebody little has to be, because nobody is. She's a tough lady, but she, I, I think she is so beautiful and so bold. Um, where, where was Jackie born in your mind? Because, as I mentioned a moment ago, Helen Hunt 
wrote, produced, directed, and stars in the movie Ride. So um, let's talk about where Jackie comes from. I grew up here um, and uh, around a few very, very smart women who like don't exist in nature anywhere but here. And um, I think those women made a big impression on me. And two of them in particular had very close relationships with their very smart sons. So I think that. And then I thought, where would the funniest place on earth for those women to be that would make them the most miserable? And it was on a beach having a surf lesson. So that, <laughs> the fact that that made me laugh seemed like a good place to start. Uh, what inspired those first words? Um, I kept hearing the term soccer mom. And in LA, you hear surf mom. In Canada, you hear hockey mom. And it's... You know, the women are sitting on the beach or in the stands and the sons and daughters are playing. And that seemed not right to me. So the idea of that it might be kind of vital to flip that around was the beginning. She, she seems to um, be so... I think the thing that I find immediately interesting about Jackie is that she is a very successful woman. And she manages to find time as a successful woman. To torture her son? To torture her son. <laughs> yes. Because usually, in this kind of storytelling, either Jackie is a failure in her life, right. or she has been a failure as a mom. Right. She has succeeded in some fashion at both. Well, I made one more movie uh, before this one called Then She Found Me, and in that one, um, Colin Firth was in it. And I have a scene that I didn't realize till later where he can't sleep unless he's, he sneaks into his kid's room and sleeps on the floor when they don't know it. And then I made this movie and went, uh-oh, I just made two movies where the protagonist can only sleep if they are, can literally smell their kid as they fall asleep. So that's some part of me in there pretty deeply. Are you a controlling person? No. What do you mean? <laughs> um, probably. You know, I'd work on not being that. Um, and that is, you know, just like in the movie, it takes something as big as the ocean to humble her. Um, even I can't worry about what other people are doing when I'm, you know, in the Pacific Ocean about to be beaten down by a wave. Even I have to give it up. So, so what is it about you, Helen Hunt, that decides not just to come up with a great idea for a movie, but to, I don't know, my research is telling me that you did everything short of serve food <laughs> on set. We've, we've made some Starbucks runs on the set. <laughs> um, I mean, you did everything. Well, I really didn't do everything. I wrote this thing, and now I wanted to get it made, and I didn't think that, you know, Julianne Moore would be willing to be pummeled in the ocean for nine straight hours. You know what I mean? I was uniquely suited because I was able to be in the ocean. And I learned from the first movie I made, these are little movies, little indie scrappy movies that barely get made. And when you have one person who's in almost every scene who's willing to do anything, show up earlier than their call and stay later than their call and change in a van and be in the ocean till they're fighting off hypothermia, you know, that is a big asset. Um, so logistically it made sense. And then once you write something, you don't really, maybe I should, but I didn't want to hand it. It's like, it's like carrying a baby and then saying, I'll, you, I'll see you later when you're 18. Like, I wanted to be there for the fun part, really, which is getting to use all these other people and all these other tools. Suddenly, you're able to think, maybe I'll pull all the color out of the New York stuff, and maybe I'll 
shoot her in between buildings with all these vertical lines in it. And then as the movie goes on, maybe, maybe we'll stretch into this anamorphic frame. We, you know, all these other things that aren't just your own tired head show up to help you put the story on film. It's amazing. The movie we're talking about is called Ride, and we have some clips to show you. So let's, shall we hit the first one? You've never done this before? No, but I'm in very good physical condition. You must have a lot of money. You're staying in a nice hotel. You've hired me for a second day in a row. I think you should get an instructor. I don't need some illiterate teenager telling me how to lie on my belly and splash my arms in the water. I live in the most challenging city in the country. I can navigate a few small waves in sunny Santa Monica. That goes on your leg. The first thing I'm thinking is, if I'm the director and I can control the shot, I might feel nervous about my body being that exposed. Now, your body, as a gay man, I feel like I can tell you, is banging. <laughs> Honey. Is banging, girl. Giving us life with that bathing suit. But, but, yes, that's very, very risky. Um, Were you scared? On the list of things I was scared about, that was lower on the list. I had also just made the session, so I'm like in a tuxedo compared to that movie in which I wore nothing but my birthday suit. So no, I, I was not too worried about that. Um, so are you naked, girl? Right now? No. <laughs> I am not, na I'm naked under there somewhere. Yeah, but I are am. you like naturally comfortable with Being your naked? body? No. Being naked? I, well, I mean, you should, we see- I'm naked almost all the time. Part of the pummeling that you take is you're taking scantily clad. And well, you I'm look in, spectacular. I'm in, you know, rubber from here to here for most of the movie. I'm in a little tasteful one piece for a minute. So, no, and also I was editing it, so if it looked horrible, I could throw it away. But I, I wasn't, uh, that was not on the top of my list of worries. That's really good. That's really good. How did you get so calm about, because so many people are so nervous about their bodies and so nervous about how the world sees them. Yeah. How, how did you get past that? Um, I survived the 80s where I don't know. I was in one, you know, step class after I was in one thing called abs, thighs, and buns for an hour, at, oh and gosh. eating whatever rice cake or skinless chicken bread, whatever it was. I just and I reached a moment where I thought I'm either going to be, um, I'm either going to give up worrying about this, or I'm not going to be happy in my life. And this is insane. So I did kind of resign from worrying about that as best I could, and then once I did, you know, I found that I was, whatever, exercising, like riding a bike, because it was fun. I got, it all turned around and got much better in my head, but I just realized you could, you could spend a life on worrying about that, and it's not, how important is it at the end of the day? That's amazing. That's really amazing. I Don't say that, but you know, like tomorrow I may be. No, it's, a, it's a very, it. very inspiring thing to hear because most of us are held prisoner. I had been held prisoner. It's like you, you could give your life to it if you're not yeah. careful. And what are we doing? I know. You know what are I we know. doing? Well, so again, the movie's called Ride. I'm dying to show you another clip. So let's look at it.
the thing that's fascinating about that to me is, is the rhythm, is finding the funny in the most tiny little thing. How do you, you have all this footage. How much of that did you, how long did you shoot that scene? Oh, that was like, you've got to go to lunch in 10 minutes. Get in there and go get and it done. get it done. Be Lucy if you can. Okay. <laughs> right now and you're done. The three producers are going, you cannot go over even one minute into lunch, go. That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, that is a lot of pressure. So, and we aren't coming back to this location. Good luck. Get it done. Get it done. So, so I said, get me a size, like, I don't know why we're a six. I said, get me a size two wetsuit, and I'll see you in a minute. And so I just tried to get myself into it. And that's it. Pretty much. And so when you're looking at the footage, um, how, how, did you, how hard was it for you to find the, cause, because part of directing is, is editing and finding the rhythm, because that's a very musical, not just because of the right. soundtrack, but the movement's very musical. Yeah, um, well that's where, unlike writing, which is a terribly lonely business, directing, you've got an editor who says we could put it together like this, and you can go, ah, you can kind of grunt in one direction or another, and they change it. You've got a composer who comes in and says, maybe we should do it and be not quite on the rhythm of how she's, you know, like you have help. You have help, which when you're writing, you, you don't have much of. Do you, do you like physical comedy? I love it, yeah. You're, yeah. Very, you're very, very good at it. You're very, I think we, we don't expect it from you, so that when you immerse yourself in it, it's actually funnier. Well, that's good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I hope so. I got to do it for seven years and had so much fun. You know, on, my, I, on Mad About You, I got to really try to be funny once a week, not subtly funny. Ha, 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 funny, hopefully. And yeah. so that, I did have the aspiration when I made this that, that it would be maybe darker than the first movie I made in some ways. It's not subtle, really. I mean, some people have said it's subtle and some people have said it's horribly predictable and not subtle, but the goal was not subtle. The goal, goal was big, broad comedy and then something much more upsetting than that. Very, very interesting. All right, we have one, we have one, more, one more clip to show you. This is so much fun. The movie's called Ride. This is an ever-changing environment. Not again. You know a better way? Cover your head when you fall. Let's go. Now, Ride opens tomorrow. It's also a video on demand. At the Village East, I'm just saying. It's really Should good on the big screen. All? Where are the cameras? Yeah, well, the cameras are in the hand. About an hour ago, a piece that I wrote for um, the Huffington Post 
went online about our water DP, who the movie's dedicated to, who shot every uh, frame in the ocean, a brilliant guy named Sonny Miller. Um, so he's in the water with a box that he invented that keeps the water out. And he's, he's done this with Laird Hamilton on a 50, 60 foot wave too. Um, and I, this represents, I cannot tell you how much work because we did it, we cut it together and I had to be the guy that went back to our financiers and said, it's not scary enough. So we would get it together and go out to the beach with this little crew and we would add some frame, we got better, it's not enough. I mean, it kept being not enough until this for me was enough. And then the composer, um, you know, created this kind of old school Hawaiian surf thing underneath with this drum thing and I said but I wanted to go wild so he said but he's a guy that he gave it to that just he said go crazy and he describes it as putting animal from the Muppets on the movie like, like <laughs> which is what I wanted it to be I wanted to have an unglued feeling I've read and I would love for you to confirm or correct is Luke Wilson didn't know how to surf is that true yeah I was 100% sure he was a lifelong surfer he looks like a surfer You'd think. Talks like a surfer. And then I had lunch with him, and he said, I'm so excited to learn how to surf. And I was like, I'm going to pass out right now. And you really, the thing about anybody in the room could take a surf lesson, be pushed on the board, and stand up. But it's handling the water, handling the board in the water like you've done it your whole life is, I really believed, an impossible thing to learn in a month or so, and he did it. He's, which is being an actor, being a mimic, and also being an athlete. He's very athletic. So you've spent your entire life in the water then, I'm assuming. No, 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 no. I was a scared, cranky uh, adult, to say the least. I mean, I learned 10 years ago, if you can even say I learned. Um, but don't you have to master it in order to mess it up like that on camera? No? You just have to say, okay. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I, the surfing is me. Anytime I stand up on the board on that big wave at the end, that's me. I did have three guys like right there to you know help me not drown, but that, I I did do that. But wiping out, all you have to do is. But aren't be you there. scared? Yeah. I got scared watching that the the board come down, and I'm thinking yeah. that's going to hit you in the head. Yeah, I'm scared when I wipe out in real life, but then you get this weird, ambitious director head on, and you're like, I don't care if it's big. Let's get out there, and you got to kind of. So how? So a, a, a very technical question: How do you insure a scene like that? You mean literally with insurance? Yeah. I don't even know if we had insurance. We barely, I mean, we, we were criminals pretty much. So wow. I, don't, I don't know. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. So you, you, um, when you wrote the movie, were you, as you were writing, were you seeing it or were you hearing it? A good question. I would say I was mostly hearing it, but probably seeing it more than other things I've written because it's, it's a real valentine to both cities, but ultimately to Los Angeles. And so I wanted to climb a little bit under what I, what I have seen of LA and the west side of LA. There's some iconic things that I really tried to just slide to the left of, and I got excited about doing that. The words are so necessary. You can watch the movie, and it's, it is a visual feast, y'all, but it falls apart without the words. Yeah, and these are very wordy people at the beginning, and that was another, my hope was that it would start very uh, wordy and end up with a lot of space between anything anybody said. So did you, in some way, create Jackie to teach yourself something? I'm sure, I'm sure I did. Um, I have Luke Wilson saying this line about 
Loving the World Anyway, which I stole from a writer I love. James Hellman wrote an essay about loving the world anyway. And just that sentence, as you go through challenging things in your life, which all of us increasingly do if we're lucky enough to be here, um, the idea that we're asking ourselves to not just survive these things but love the world anyway, that was, that was worth making a movie or trying to make, you know, trying to get that sentiment on film was worth it to me. You know, when, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, I could probably find a way to argue that all of the roles I've seen you play that I love say that. I, I, think, about, I think about your first movie as a director. I think about um, um, uh, the, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking out on the movie it name. Used to Annie say Parker. on my thing about credits that I was in the Bond movie Octopussy, so don't, no, I was honey, not. No, I have my own notes. I did my own okay. research. No, Annie Parker. <laughs> I've I been in meetings and people have said that. I always to call her Annie Daughter. Annie Parker. Decoding but, Annie Parker, which no one knows what that is, probably. That's a little movie I made with Samantha Morton. She was the lead in it. Um, and I play this, um, are we talking about the same movie? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I play this real-life geneticist who isolated the BRCA1 breast cancer gene. And it's basically Samantha Morton's movie as she walks through her but cancer. A, and nobody saw it. And it's a really beautiful movie. It's a gorgeous movie. Yeah, and, and, a, and I'm not in and, it. And also, um, flash to mind, my, my, my favorite, um, one of my favorite of your performances, Pay Forward, which I actually, after I watched Ride the first time, I had to pull it out and watch it again, oh, wow. and it just made me cry and cry. If you haven't seen Pay It Forward recently, you absolutely must. It's an extraordinary movie, such a beautiful performance. Um, you, um, you want your women to say something very specific, don't you? To say something specific? Yeah. Um, I guess. I mean, I'm trying to say something specific. You don't pick characters just for the sake of picking them. No, it's a story. It's more than the part, it's the story. You know, if the story's good, I don't, it doesn't have to be a big part or a, even a spectacular part, but it's so rare to get a story right. It's so yeah. hard to get a story right that if somebody does and they'll let me be in it, I'm pretty psyched. Um, why, why did you decide to be an actor? My dad directed plays and I was in those rehearsal rooms and I did not say, I want to be like her on that stage. I never had that moment with movies or plays, but I did want to be in that room. I think the combination of um, that the story would be this big adventurous thing, but it would all happen in this contained space. I felt safe in there. I would have been happy brushing wigs or selling tickets or directing or hanging lights or acting. And then I, I was in an acting class because my friend was. And an agent came in, and suddenly this was my path. But I, I didn't have that. I wanted to be in the theater somehow, some way. There's something about being in, in a company. Yeah. That's incredible. That was it. That's a better way to say I it. Remember. I wanted to be in a company. And I feel if I get lucky enough to make a next movie, there are lots of people I worked with on this that I pray we will be a company. So how weird was it to <clears throat> go from this very contained, really in a box experience a theater can be, to the expansiveness of doing film, even, even Mad About You had theatrical elements because a sitcom mm -hmm. has that yeah. theatrical phase, but it's a different way of approaching entertainment and a different way of communicating when you have cameras. Yeah, I mean, I had done that since I'm nine years old, so that I was used to, but doing it on the open sea <laughs> was a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah, which uh, I wrote about in this piece. I, I wrote a, a lot about that specific thing. It seems like um, 
you sometimes it feels like you go away too often. When, when just when we're kind of thinking, where are you, where are you? watching the movie, I remember watching uh, Decoding Ending, and I'm thinking, I wonder what she's doing next. And then it's like, oh well, you're gone. Are you just are you a meditative? Uh, Artist, do you like to? I am wait? meditative, but that's not why I'm. I mean, I'm, if I'm not working, it's pr occasionally it's because it's too big a conflict with my family. But basically, it's that I haven't been asked to do a part that I love. I mean, it's not like I'm home tossing them over the hillside because there's so many. It's there are very, very few. Is that what inspires you to write sometimes? Yeah, being out of work. I mean, <laughs> no, really. If you're sitting it's there and it's like, well, I've my kids at school and I've got till three. It's shocking uh, to hear you say this, though. Yeah, well, it and is. it's not, it is women, and it is older women, but it's everybody. It's, you know, it's hard to write something good. It's hard to write something good. It takes a long time, and, it, and so when something surfaces, you're lucky if you're the one asked to be part of it. When you, when you um, started writing Ride, were you feeling it? In, in initially feeling it being as funny as it was because I was watching it and thinking this could have gone down a very different road if she were in a different mood. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, I wanted it to be a little whisper of a thing. It's 88 minutes long or something. It's short. I wanted it to be a little haiku. In the middle of it, there's a whole lot of that. But that, that and if it was meaningful, I wanted that to sneak up on people and that basically it would just be a little whisper. That, that was my hope. When you were, um, what was your first day on the set like? What was it like? Well, the uh, very first day we had to shoot right away in order to qualify for this tax break in L.A. So we got Sonny Miller, uh, our cameraman, and these water safety guys, and we just said, let's just let her eat it all day and shoot it, <laughs> you know? And, and by her, this is me talking about myself, yeah. I'm just going to you know, wipe out till I drop. Ready? And, and it's all in the movie. We, we shot that one day and then we didn't shoot for months and months and then we got our pennies and we went to work. And really everything we shot of the surf stuff is in the movie. So it was exciting. And you know, it did feel in our little context like we were in the Wild West. Nobody had made it, I don't think, if anybody can think of it, they should tell me, but an indie in, this much in the water I don't know that water, that's happened. Uh, and so that made us all feel like this is Everything is a redo of something else. This really felt new. So how do you keep your cycle, psychic, emotional momentum going when you're having that kind of a gap in filming? Oh, well, just the wish to get it made. Yeah. You're just the guy who has to have the wish or the whole thing falls apart. And there is, you know, I've made two movies and both times I have acted as if we're making it, which has helped make it happen. I've started to meet with... Um, you know, creative department heads. I've started looking for wardrobe. I've sketched. I've pulled. You just we're making the movie, and somehow both times somebody's gone. I better give her some money because she's making the movie. It doesn't really work the other way around in my experience. That you wait, and somebody says, "Go ahead." I think I'd be still waiting. You're describing really what you were talking about with your dad, aren't you? When you, in what the way? way? The way that what you witnessed him doing and that you wanted to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Why, Hanging why, lights and doing whatever, yeah. yeah. Why, why are you doing it in film and not in theater? Um, well, I don't think I know how to direct a play. People have said, why aren't you directing a play? And I'm, I think you have to know really what you're doing. It's a whole other thing. And I haven't, I've stood next to this camera for 40 years. It's, so that doesn't teach you how to make a movie, but you learn something from having 
your 10,000 hours, you know, clocked. So I just don't feel like I know how to do the other thing. What, what is it, what's your favorite, this is a really weird question, but I'll ask it anyway. What's your favorite thing to make the camera do? <laughs> um, well, in this, it was just the fun of, I, I, you know, when I took this, these first few surf lessons, it wasn't scary, it was scary. I was a 40-year-old woman, my arms are not this big. I, I was really scared and really felt that my, uh, I was just honestly terrified and I hadn't seen that on film. I hadn't seen, so I wanted to get the camera this low with the wave this high and have that, oh my God. Or there's a s sequence earlier in the movie where she goes under and, you, and she doesn't know where the top is and that happens, you get tumbled in the water and you know, you can use it as a metaphor if it applies, but uh, you do not know where you are anymore. And so getting the camera to do that with me and having these people who knew how to do it, that was fun. So, and how would you, how would you compare that to the gentler moments? Because there are some lovely framed shots uh, between you and Luke Wilson some beautiful shots between you and uh, the young man who plays your son. Um, and they're not standard issue shots well, with like a two people talking. Yeah, our They look like paintings. Yeah, our, we spent a lot of time about color. I didn't want any primary colors on the beach. I wanted all those muted colors that the poster has, these pale yellows and blues. Um, so that was a decision that the production designer, the cameraman and I made. and. And uh, we have a great cameraman. Um, he shoots all the Duplass Brother movies, and he he loved it. He loved it enough to be willing to go to jail with me if we got in trouble for shooting on the subway without a permit, being under the pier when we weren't supposed to, not finishing it because it never should have been made for that budget. So I finally had someone else willing to chat with me in jail if we got <laughs> if we ended up in there. That was good. Um, is it is it hard to direct yourself? I mean, it's such a simple question, but I can't resist. Yeah. Yeah, it's not ideal in a way. And certainly for the physical comedy, I, I, I could have used help. I should have had help somehow, um, but I didn't. Are you harder on yourself? I don't even know. Everybody says don't be hard on yourself all the time, so maybe, but I'm not, I don't know if I am. Are you easier on other actors because no, you're an I'm actor? Not, I mean, uh, the I'm trying to get a fix on what you're like, what, what you, uh, Helen Hunt, are like when you're talking to, when you're on the set. Because my take on you is that you are obviously a bit of a daredevil. You're tough. I think that you're kind of mom-like. Um, I would imagine that as an actor, actors love you because you can climb inside their heads. But I would never, ever mess with you. Good God. So I that, would never mess with you, in a, and I say that with deep admiration. I, I am would, not identified with whatever part you wouldn't mess with, but I, I've heard it before, so I'm, something is true in there. I, you, you know what it is? You, you look like you can assume the look. Do you know what, y'all know what I'm talking about? That, that look that you would get from like your mom, like, or your dad would like, would be talking back and you would just go, no, 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 so no, no. It, it wasn't like that. It was, <laughs> no, it wasn't like that. Um, what they did see, though, was that I ran across the hot sand all day. And that made everybody go, we probably should run. She's 50 and running across the sand all day. You know what I mean? Everybody, I think, had to 
kind of bow to the fact that I was clearly leaving it all on the beach. You know, I was, and so that made a lot of other people jump in and go above and beyond their small paycheck. We're going to give you all a chance to uh, to ask some questions in just a moment. So, so raise your hands. But I, I want to ask you a couple more. Um, does this give you the the taste to do bigger movies? Well, I'm beginning to write something else that I wouldn't be in, and it it might be bigger, but it might even be smaller. It's not ambitious in the in the um, logistical, physical way that this is. So I don't know. I would, I would like to have a few more pennies for sure. But I, I hear people who make $60 million movies say there wasn't quite enough money or days. So I, I, from what I understand, it just expands to meet the amount of money you get. See, my, my, my feeling is, from what I've heard from talking to people, is that the more money, the less, less creative control yeah, you have. Yeah, well, I had, I had that on both of these movies. And I would, it would be really hard um, to give that up. So we're talking about the movie Rod with Helen Hunt. Do y'all have some questions? Well, I loved your uh, first directorial production, and Thank I you. think um, I'd like to see you do more. What, w what was the reason for such a long gap between that one and this one? And um, I think it's great that you had Brenton Thwaites, who's, uh, you know, we've seen him in some very different roles. So how did you cast him? Or for that matter, how did you cast Luke Wilson for this? Um, uh, well, it took a long time just because I don't know how to do it faster. I just honestly don't know how to do it faster. So that's the sad answer to that one. Um, and I mean, really just to write it, I don't, I don't know how to do it faster. Um, and uh, casting Brenton, he was not the person that I was imagining for the part at all. He doesn't even look like that. I just did a Q&A with him in LA and he's got hair down to here. And really? he's very brown with Maori things hanging from his neck. He's a whole other thing. But he loved the movie and wanted it badly. And I said, you're great, but you're just nothing. You're not right. And he said, let me, let me try, and let me try again. And I noticed that, because that's what I was like with parts I wasn't right for, like as good as it gets. I said, well, let me try again. So that inspired me. And Luke, I kind of talked about. I just thought he was great, and I thought he surfed, and he turned out to take care of that himself. Hello. Thank you so much for coming out. I love all of your work. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to know, do you prefer working, as far as the experience of making your own films and writing, directing, and everything in the creative process, I feel like that would be more cathartic, more freeing, than necessarily just, just working on a larger budget movie where you, know, you have specifics you have to fill? What's the difference between the two, and how, do you feel more free doing your own stuff? Um, well, you sort of perfectly articulated the difference, but I think um, I'm starting to write something now. I would love nothing more than have to put it down because I got offered someone else's movie with a great part. That is my prayer, my deep prayer that that will happen. But I can't control that. So in the meantime, maybe it's all kind of designed so that I'm forced to you know, plunk away in the dark and make something myself. Sure. Do you find that you um, are, are more inspired when you feel like your back is up against the wall? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. And, and, and I mean, there's back up against the wall in the good way and the not good way. Well, I, mean, I mean it in a good way, because yeah. you're just thinking, well, you know, maybe I'm not as busy as I'd like to be. I'm a creative person. That's my soul. That's my spirit. To me, if, 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 when I'm in that space and I don't have something to do, I feel like I'm up against the wall yeah. and I have to create something, yeah. uh, you know, a fun zone. Is that how you function? Yeah, I think so. That says it really well. And so do you, do you uh, 
when you were doing Ride, were you on the set thinking, oh, my queendom for another sitcom? No, I would have, you know, I would say my, my queendom for another 10 days to shoot, you know, for sure. Um, but no, I wasn't, I didn't want to be anywhere but there. Do you, is there, is there any part of that, that mad about you period that you miss? I miss all of it. I miss all of it except that we did 24 episodes a year, which now, you know, some of the best shows that we all watch are 12 episodes a year. Yeah. So I, it was untenable in a way, but um, other than that, I miss everything about it. It was the best job ever. I worked with a friend, friend who I'm still friends with to this day, came to the premiere of this movie two days ago, um, who I love, and I got to be funny and, again, work on something I cared about, which is how do you love another person over time? That's a really interesting, Very maybe interesting. the only interesting idea I can think of where it, you can't do it in two hours. You need seven years to look at that question. So I knew enough to know this is a great job and it's not going to last forever. We're talking to Helen Hunt. If you have questions, raise your hand. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to hog her. But I think we have someone over here. Have you ever uh, appeared in uh, a legitimate uh, theater? I know you said you haven't direct, you know, directed. You don't want to do that. But have you ever appeared on stage? I have. Um, I have quite a few times. I did um, uh, Twelfth Night uh, at Lincoln Center. And um, I played Emily in Our Town. 25 years ago, and the stage manager in our town two years ago, and quite a bit, yeah. What, do, what, what when you when you think about the theater, um, what what do you think? Um, what would you like to do? I mean, do, do, do you have a fantasy about that? Because I saw you and I saw you in our town the first time, mm. and it was it I was better the second time. <laughs> <laughs> really, I saw it because when I did it the second time, I watched somebody play Emily who had. It's a tough play. It's a t I think it's a perfect play. It's, but a, it's a beautiful a tough play, part. but it's a tough. It's, it's a, a very tough part. You can either play the first two acts or you can play the third act. And I finally worked with an actress called Jennifer Grace who did all of it perfectly. Um, but I would do that play if someone said, You can play the stage manager in our town for a year all over the world, and I wouldn't miss bedtime with my daughter, I would do it in a minute. I would just say those words over and over and over and over and over and over and over. So what is, um, what's your mission as an actor? Just to work, to get a good job, to get I've, a cool part. I mean, you really, what else can it be? You know what I mean? I, I, uh, to, to be in stories I want to tell with people that I like working with, it's pretty simple, I think. If there's a better one, I'm very, Wanting to hear it, but that's it. You know, that's it. So uh, great. Thank we're you all guys set. so Thank much. Thank you guys for coming out. Go see it. <laughs>